This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Nice to have you along. It is a novel approach to catching distracted drivers who are determined to break the law and use a handheld smartphone or electronic device while driving. York Regional Police Officers sit on public transit buses and look out on the traffic below to catch these motorists who are driving unsafely. To talk about this program and how it's catching on and other ways to deter distracted driving, we have two guests with us, York Regional Police Constable Laura Nicole and Steve Key, Director of Communications with the Insurance Bureau of Canada. Laura's on the phone. Hi, Laura. Have we got Laura on the line there, Constable? Yep. Hi, and Steve Key is joining me in studio. Steve, nice to have you here. Well, thanks for having me. So tell us, uh, Constable, how many officers are riding on buses in York Region? Um, Well, this is a a campaign that started for us in October and uh, has mainly been our traffic unit, but um, it is always an option. And and, I mean, for us, it's it's kind of a two-part. We're able to sort of get out of the cars and uh, engage with our community a little bit more, um, but also take it take a different approach and, and hopefully spot things that we may not otherwise uh, be seeing or noticing. So um, it's been running since about October, and we've had over uh, 100 charges laid uh, in terms of distracted driving since that time. So tell us what's happening on the bus. The driver, the officer is sitting looking out the window. What kinds of things is he or she seeing? Yeah, the, so the officers in the traffic unit are typically coordinating with um, with another officer who would be in in a police vehicle, um, watching for uh, for people using their cell phones, basically, um, and uh, you know making making observations of that, and then relaying that information to uh, to the officers that are nearby in the cars that can then stop that vehicle and uh, and lay the charge based on that information from the officer on the bus. It's a little bit like what the what the OPP does on the 400 series highways with the overhead helicopters looking down and and having somebody on the ground catch speeders mm-hmm. same idea so is this is word catching on among drivers in in york region th- that they they may be being viewed overhead by a bus I hope so. I mean, you know, I hope uh, people hear this and realize that, you know, just because you're not physically seeing a police car, um, that uh, there are still still uh, potentials that officers are watching that behavior and, and seeing it. Um, but, I mean, the ultimate message here is about safety. Um, you know, it uh, it would be great if, if we never caught anyone, you know, if we if we were in a position where no one was doing this anymore and, uh, and, and you know, we didn't have to keep trying to come up with new creative ways to, to get the message out there. Um, because we know that these, this is increasing chances for collisions. And obviously, especially with the holidays coming, we want to see people uh, getting to where they're going safely. Let's bring Steve Key into the conversation here with the Insurance Bureau of Canada. How big of a problem is distracted driving, Steve? Well, you know, Jane, it, it's one of those situations where anytime you take your, your eyes off the road, uh, something bad can happen. I don't think people realize that if you take the, the average time to look down and do a text and look back up is about four or five seconds. If you're doing 100 kilometers an hour, you're going to travel the length of a football field. 
A lot of bad things can happen there. Uh, in, in recent years, it's socially unacceptable to drink or drive. We take keys away from people at parties. We, we make sure they have a ride home, all sorts of things like that. And I think, and I'm, I'm sure the York police will agree, we need to make distracted driving as socially unacceptable as drinking and driving. Well, the, the police will tell us, and Laura, you can corroborate this, that it is one of your big offenses now. It is, is one of the major causes of, of accidents and deadly accidents. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's funny you bring up, you know, impaired driving as well, um, because we are still uh, endlessly fighting that battle. And I think uh, in terms of, you know, all of these aspects, these are such preventable um, pieces that are leading to, to very serious collisions and very, uh, uh, very dangerous road conditions. And I mean, it just takes, uh, um, you know, making, making a better decision before you get into the vehicle. So um, we are going to, you know, keep up our, our aggressive efforts on, on both of those avenues and, uh, you know, try to make a difference. And is this uh, campaign that you're involved in now with having officers on buses looking down over traffic, is this the beginning of other creative ways of catching distracted drivers? As long as it continues to be a problem, we're, we, we're going to continue to try to find ways to, uh, to fight against that and to, um, you know, work with our community and try to, um, you know, make, pe- make sure people understand that, that, you know, they will be charged. And these are severe offenses as well. I mean, these tickets are, are very significant and uh, will have an impact on drivers. So, um, you know, we, we just want to get the message out there that, you know, we are, we are everywhere and we're getting as creative as we can uh, to try to catch people. So just don't do it. Just put the phone away. The Insurance Bureau of Canada is getting involved as well, not in terms of catching distracted drivers, but being on social media, Steve, and trying to dissuade, discourage the behavior. Well, we, uh, we created a campaign last year with the hashtag Like Life, and we did a video uh, trying to, to say that your, your life was worth more uh, than just a like. Uh, worrying that people were starting to to say that this was all just a texting. But really, any distraction can be there. And you can have distractions with your coffee. You can have your distractions with music, your GPS. We're so interconnected and wired. And the big problem is that this is so culturally acceptable in the younger community. So new drivers, those uh, grade 10, 11, 12, they're not even as experience behind the wheel, yet they're, they're feeling that they need to have their phones because their lives are on their phones. Uh, we need to reach right across the spectrum, but I think we really need to reach and hammer that point home to the young people that, uh, yeah, this is bad and bad things can happen. You bring up an excellent point because us as Zoomers, uh, we are less likely, I think, as a generation to text and drive. We are, as a generation, more likely to drink and drive, whereas with the millennials, it's the exact opposite. Amongst my kids and their 20-something friends, they have designated drivers. They do not get behind the wheel if they have been drinking alcohol. But we also have children that may be using our vehicles. So all of a sudden, this can be a a, a huge, uh, not only social, emotional, financial impact uh, for something that that happens. I used to worry horribly when my son first took out my car. What was going to happen? Uh, I think uh, because I pester enough on this, uh, 
that he doesn't text or drive. He's, he's very responsible. Uh, I don't know if I would have been as responsible as a, a young person. But, uh, you know, sometimes it does hammer in. And I think we need to, as Zoomers, we need to look back and talk to our kids and grandkids and whatever and say, we want you around, and especially important around the holidays. Have you changed your behavior for the better when it comes to staying focused on the road when you're behind the wheel? Or perhaps you've seen some offenses yourself made by a distracted driver. We'd love to hear from you today as well. 416-360-0740, Ralph in Toronto, you're joining the conversation. What would you like to add? Hi, Ralph. You're on Fight Back. Go ahead. Yeah, good mo- Good afternoon. Yeah, I've been involved in two accidents where um, both party, the two parties are both charged with careless driving because they were obviously uh, uh, texting. The one I, when I looked in the mirror, I seen her head come up and she hit my car without even uh, touching the brakes. But the one that really annoyed me was uh, in, in June of 2015. Uh, she rode off my car. That didn't bother me that much, but the fact that I missed my six-year-old granddaughter's uh, birthday party that really did annoy me so uh, uh, my my feelings is uh, you can use the police all you want and good luck to them but as long as people are going to be selfish uh, and I, I think you have to uh, get the insurance company to uh, persuade Mark Garno to go uh, to join with the U.S. Department of Transport and uh, push the automotive companies to use the technology that's already there so that they can't do this You'll never stop it, uh, I don't think, uh, with law enforcement. You'll do the best. But uh, from what I understand, the OPP, they don't even try to prove whether they're texting. They just charge them with careless driving. Okay, let's talk about that in terms of penalties. And, Steve, um, the the penalty for being caught as a distracted driver is $490. That's what the fine is? In in this province, yeah. In this province, Mm -hmm. but no demerit points. Uh, Yeah, there are demerit points. Oh, there are now. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so, Constable, it is is a more serious offense than it initially was. Uh, Absolutely. It increased, uh, again, fairly recently, I think 2015 in September, it increased up to the... uh the $400 fine with a total of 490 with the with the victim surcharges and court fees, um, but that's only for your first offense if you're a full driver. Um, so you 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 could wind up in in significantly larger uh, trouble if it's you know a second offense or um, if you're if you're a new driver. So you mentioned the, you know the younger drivers. Uh, for novice drivers in the licensing system, a first a first offense could result in a 30-day license suspension, with a second offense being a 90-day license suspension. So the those are some significant uh, uh, penalties. And then third, third incident, um, I believe your license is, is cancelled altogether and you're removed from, uh, from the graduated licensing system. So. This has to provide some sort of discouragement, the fact that the penalties have increased since it became illegal. Yeah, these are significant fines. Um, you know, these are, uh, I think the only other offense I can think of just off the top of my head that's up into that value is when a person passes a school bus, which obviously is a, a horrendous offense that could have horrible results. So I think it's a very clear message about how serious this could potentially be. Um, if you're not looking at the road, uh, you know, anything can happen. And uh, 
um, you know, we just hope that drivers are obviously hearing that and, and getting the message. Steve, you were shaking your head. Well, you, you're thinking maybe the increased penalties aren't having the effect they should. I don't know where the, the pain point would be for people. Now, if you have multiple convictions, that will also start to impact on your insurance rates. So that, mm-hmm. that money that goes in there can be multiplied. You could see your insurance rates go up 25, 30, 40 percent. And, and that's where you start to hit people in the, in the, in the pocketbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an actual $490 fine, for certain people at a certain pay range, that's not a lot. For a student, that would be a great deal of, of money. Uh, but I don't know if all, money is necessarily the big driving force to stop behavior. You're listening to Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. I'm Jane for Libby. We're back to the phones. William and Brantford, what would you like to add? Hello. Hi, William. Go ahead. Uh, yes, I would just like to see the laws more uh, stringent. Uh, I'm not in Brantford. I'm in Bradford. Okay, very good. Yes, I, I think um, they only have to change the law very slightly, uh, make it exactly the same as the drinking and driving. If it's drinking and driving or alcohol-related or phone-related, they only have to change one or two words in the law, and they can and they have it fixed. Because right now, these people are on their phones, and they're just driving, they're swerving, they're missing people, and they're not looking. And I think a lot of the accidents even in Toronto right now are because of maybe uh, people that are driving with their phones on their lap and they're not, you know, they're just not uh, looking. Well, you know, and I'm going to agree with you. Um, you, People take their eyes off the road and in, in the city of Toronto... Uh, the roads are busy, and you think sometimes you're stuck in traffic on the 401, and you you put your head down, you, you're up, you're into the back of somebody else, and while it might not be a, a very expensive collision, it is an inconvenience and, and, and a problem there. I want us to all start to think that distractions are just more than texting and driving. Everything is interconnected. You're pushing buttons. You're looking around. You're drinking coffee. I've seen people comb their hair. That's not a problem I have. <laughs> but there's a lot of different things that you see on the road. Uh, when you're behind that wheel, and I think we all agree, you got to pay attention to what you're doing. A lot of people feel, a lot of drivers feel that when they come to a stoplight, when they're not moving, when they're not actually engaged in traffic, that it's okay then to pick up the phone and, and check oh, what, who, who's, be, who's buzzing me, who wants to get a hold of me, can I write a quick email? And they feel like, okay, I'm not actually engaged in traffic, but that's, a, but that just le- that's the slippery slope, isn't it? Well, I think you can take your foot off the, the brake. You're not really thinking or full, fully aware. Plus, think of it. Your, your head is down and someone drives into the back of you. I mean, there's no preparation. You could really be seriously uh, injured that way as well. That's a good point. You're uh, completely unfocused. And if you're you, – here's the – I was thinking about this as I was driving over. You're, you're at a stoplight. You, you look down. You look up. And then it goes green and you go. You may not do the the intersection intersection check. Look to the left. Look to the right, and somebody could be coming through. You're, you're, again, you've taken your focus off the road, and that's something we can't do. Let's go to Jock in New Hamburg. You're on Zoomer Radio's Fight yeah, Back. Yeah, one thing I would suggest is that uh, uh, like if you're speeding and uh, hot rodding, uh, they take your vehicle away for a week. Maybe they should do the same thing with a phone. If you're caught texting and driving, even on the first offense, they take your phone away, put it in a Ziploc bag, and, and put your name on. You pick it up at the police station a week later. Yeah, stunt driving, the penalty is severe. Yep. And stunt driving is, I believe, Steve, 50K over the limit. Right. 
But as you, even on the first offense on the phone, just take your phone away. You become caught texting. You're going to get the fine. You're going to lose the demerit points, but you're also going to lose the phone. For- uh, we're hearing that a lot, Constable, from uh, people who think that we should be making the penalty even stiffer. Is there? Do you think that this push, this lobbying force that we're hearing, at least vocally, might have an impact on, on, on whether the penalty increases once again? Well, I can certainly get behind the taking the phone idea, but uh, obviously there, there would be some uh, issues there just in terms of seizing property and privacy issues. Um, and one person mentioned uh, you know, the change would be so simple simple to make it more like impi- impaired driving, uh, but that is separate laws. So uh, distracted driving is under the Highway Traffic Act and impaired driving is under the criminal code. Um, now, that being said, we do have an option under the criminal code to lay a charge of dangerous driving. Um, when it, in a case of, say, distracted driving, um, you know, to a point where, you know, it, it is incredibly severe, it was a, a very intentionally reckless, um, you know, where there's a little bit um, of, a, of a stronger situation going on there, whether it causes an accident or um, something to that effect, we do have that option to lay that charge and then go from there. So it is, it is possible, depending on the circumstances. York Regional Police Constant. Constable Laura Nicole, thanks for joining us. Thank you. We'll continue our conversation here to the bottom of the hour with Steve Key, Director of Communications with the Insurance Bureau of Canada, and your calls. Here's who I want to hear from. Have you changed your behavior? Did you used to text and drive? Dial the phone and drive at the same time, but you've reformed and you're no longer doing that. What was it that caused you to put down the phone, keep it in your purse, put it in the back seat? Why have you changed your behavior? Because certainly we're hearing from a lot of people who are quick to condemn those who are distracted drivers, but Are you one of those? Are you a reformed, distracted driver? Your calls, 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. We're talking about how to discourage distracted driving, and the conversation was precipitated by a new campaign that York Region police are taking part in. Some of the officers sit on public transit buses and look out onto the traffic below to catch people who are unfocused while they're driving, using a handheld device, using their GPS, putting on makeup, whatever it may be. And joining us to discuss this, our expert in the studio, Steve Key, Director of Communications with the Insurance Bureau. Of Canada, I've got to tell the audience, Steve, that you and I have known each other for thirty plus years. <laughs> we go, we worked in a newsroom together back when newsrooms had typewriters, and you worked for me. And so I, I like to put to that. Yeah, that I worked for you. But, yes, uh, we've both come a long way. <laughs> yes, we have. We've gone. We've mellowed into our Zoomer years, passing on advice now about. Uh, trying to, to keep your eyes on the road, and we'll get back to the phones here. Uh, Desiree in Toronto, what do you have to say about distracted driving? Go ahead, Desiree. Um, Libby, thanks for taking my call. It's Jane, but that's fine. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, you know what? I would like to know why you have to notify these people that what you're doing. If you want to catch a thief, you, you don't have to notify the thief what you're going to be doing. So what is your point? What, you, what would you like to see? You don't have to tell the drivers them what they're doing. Uh-huh. Because the drivers them, they would do the same thing over and over every day. So you're saying that behavior can't be changed? They're not going to change. And the young people don't change. 
until something happened then because the parents is there to hold their hands. So, Steve, Desiree is saying that the, it's pointless trying to, to change behavior. I feel like that's a fairly defeatist point of view. Okay, I'm going to take it uh, on two ways here. Number one, uh, I will agree with her to a certain point that it's very difficult to change behavior, but I will disagree because I, I don't think it's impossible. Uh, we have worked very hard on this, created videos and, and campaigns. We work with organizations like the Ontario Safety League and a, a wonderful organization out of Durham called Accident Awareness, where they take a, a car that was uh, in, a, in, a, in an accident, uh, distracted driving, and they take it around to schools and they show kids just what can happen. See, that's something good. bad. And that brings it home, and I, and and they're changed when they see that. And I think we need more of that. We need our our the ads. The Ontario government did some ads that were were quite uh, quite graphic uh, overseas, uh, out of uh, New Zealand and Australia. There's some extremely graphic ads around distracted driving. If I have to scare you to death, I'll do it. But so that, that, that tactic has worked in it, other countries it, then? It, oh, it, it certainly has. And certainly in today's world, they're shared around the world and people see them. And I think it makes you pause for thought. Will it actually change behavior? If young people think they're invincible, nothing's going to change behavior. But I hope it doesn't happen to them or their family or their friends. We have time for one more call. Don in Wyerton, you're our final word on distracted driving. Go ahead. Good afternoon, Jane. Good afternoon. How are you? Fine. What do you have to add to the conversation? This, this, this is, a, uh, I think, a really important conversation. Uh, talking about fines, and I, I think that that can help distract to a certain amount. But you know what? Uh, a driver's license is pretty important for us. And if uh, distracted driving uh, incident occurred... Maybe a suspension for a while. That might really have an impact. And uh, I, ju- I just thought that uh, would we- we'd throw that idea out there. Well, thank you, Don, for calling in. Steve, that's overwhelmingly what we've heard from our listeners is, is increased penalties. I think that uh, that's something that you know, probably can be considered in the future from the government. Uh, you know, I can't change the rules, but I certainly would be supportive of anything that's stronger. It's been a pleasure having this conversation with you today. Thank you so much, Jane. Steve Key, Director of Communications with the Insurance Bureau of Canada. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.